Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 88 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, the literal home of the worst takes when it comes to predicting the game awards. <laughs> we were Thank you for off. listening. <laughs> and if it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news as well as predict stuff about the video game awards and continue to get everything wrong, yep. as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host, who also got everything wrong. Yeah, my name is Craig. I don't think any of my guarantees happened, did they? I don't think any of ours happened, like none. <laughs> and let's get into the news where we continue yep. to talk about how we have the coldest takes coldest. in the history of the Game Awards. Maybe we have the best takes and they're just not ready for it. Maybe, Maybe. that's what it is. But uh, <laughs> of course, we're going to just talk about the the Game Awards first in the news section. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to run through a bunch of announcements here. Uh, let's see here. We got Kill the Justice League gameplay. Yep. Star Wars Eclipse, which was made by Quantic Dream, a Wonder Woman game, Alan Wake 2, Forspoken, Senua's Saga Hellblade 2, Halo TV show, another trailer for Elden Ring, Sonic Frontiers, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm I, There was no Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but Sonic Frontier is literally, yep. looks, looks to be Breath of the Wild. Slitterhead, Among Us VR, <laughs> Star Trek <laughs> Resurgence, Arc Raiders, Nightingale and a trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie. Yeah. Uh, before before we get into maybe our thoughts about all the in all the announcements and stuff. Well, did you end up watching the show? Did, I did. did you, yep. Did you end up liking it? Well, what did you think of the show overall? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't ever hate the show. I don't mind it. I think it's uh, the best way to put it, I guess, is like it's just a whole bunch of trailers with a little bit of awards thrown in. Right. Yeah, especially like, this year, especially yeah. this year. Yeah, it was just a ton. And that's good. Like, that's what we all tune in for. Um, I always think the music portions suck. Uh, I actually I just, thought they weren't bad this year. You didn't mind I, them? No, I didn't mind them. Like, we usually get some cringy rock band yeah. that no one's ever heard of that's like covering some sort of song. I actually didn't mind any of the performances this year. Like, Sting wasn't bad at all. At least I didn't yeah. think so. He didn't seem it, like he wanted to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I will admit you are right yeah. about that. But the Cuphead thing wasn't too bad. Uh, the Horizon performance wasn't too bad. And uh, as much as I don't really care for Imagine Dragons, that was all right, too. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I, I, I did not think it was terrible. I've I was watching it with a couple of friends on Discord. And I was like, oh, you know what? This isn't this isn't cringy. Yeah. Other than the um, there was the weird. Uh, what's the studio? There's like this game called like Codev and you probably remember it as well. It's like the one where it was a bunch of like dancing and it was animated and yeah. it was all in Japanese. It was very weird. It felt like a fever dream in a way. <laughs> this whole show felt like a fever dream. It did. It's very weird. Yeah, I mean, I thought the announcements were good other than the fact that we got like literally everything wrong. Um, I'd have to go back and listen to what I actually said, but I really don't think I got like in my locks or like random out there ones, I don't think I got any of them. Honestly. No, I, and neither did I. You know, I thought <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Four was going to be a, a lock, but you know, we, I, we didn't get any of that. Yeah, I mean, this is—I literally have like the list of the games that I'm interested in that I wanted to talk about. But um, as far as like for what I have for the news today, but I mean, I think the big thing besides all that though is holy cow, the game of the year. Yeah, right. Wild. Uh, yeah, that it was a surprise take. And we'll talk about we'll just talk about that after. Um, yeah. 
after all the games we're interested in. Sure. Uh, things I was pretty like excited about was like Kill the Justice League gameplay. I thought was pretty cool. Um, it's going to be what we thought it was. Yep. What I can tell, very stylistic. Uh, the Star Wars Eclipse trailer. Like I, I was happy for another Star Wars game, but I thought it was going to be uh, like the Fallen Order two or something like that. And the the amount of hype that the internet saw and then it all went away once they saw it was made by Quantic Dream was <laughs> yep. kind of funny because yep. people are like, oh, I don't want that. And it's like, I don't I don't mind Quantic Dream and the games they make. I think they're a fun playthrough the first time and then I really never play them again. But yep. eh, it is what it is. Yeah, I'll always take more Star Wars games. I was kind of in the same boat. I'm watching that thing. I'm like, oh, man, this looks like like Phantom Menace type time period, which it is. I was like, all right, I can get maybe this is the Knights of the Old Republic three. Maybe, And then saw the Quantic Dream thing. And I was like, oh, OK, well, I mean, I guess we're going to get that story heavy thing with, you know, it'll look good. It's going to look very, yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would prefer some other type Knights of Old Republic, Fallen Order 2, but I will take any Star Wars I can get for sure. What about uh, Alan Wake 2? You've had to have been <laughs> excited for that. Yeah. Um, this was a weird one because as soon as he started talking, I was like, that's Alan Wake. So I was already excited. Um, I'm a little less excited now that they're saying it's a survival horror. So they're kind of getting away from what the first one was. Uh, first one's one of my favorite games of all time. So, of course, I'm excited to play it. But I don't think I really need a survival horror type Alan Wake. But I'll reserve judgment until it comes out. Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. Like, I'm not too into like the Alan Wake 2 series, but mm -hmm. I have a feeling they did this because of how popular like Resident Evil Village yep. was. They probably looked and said, oh, you know, if we can make any property like Resident Evil Village, it would be Alan Wake 2. So mm -hmm. I think that's where they're trying to shift stuff. Hopefully it just ends up being good. That's all I hope for people. Yeah. And I mean, track record with this company and just games in general right now, I would highly doubt it comes out in 2023. Yeah. Um, yeah. especially if they don't have anything to show besides a CGI trailer. So maybe 2024 is probably more realistic at this point. Yeah, I've and it really wasn't even a trailer. It was just yeah. a zoom in of his face. And then yep. that's all, that's all we had. But we the uh, yep. the uh, Justice League looks good. The gameplay yeah. um, kind of reminds me of just, I mean, Batman Guardians, even to a certain extent, kind of that style. That's what we all expected. Um, but I am excited for that game quite a bit. Yeah, so am I like with with Kill the Justice League, it's just trying to I, I also think it's just trying to hype off of what Suicide Squad has been bringing to the table so far and how popular Suicide Squad has become since the James Gunn um, part. But I I wonder how far it's going to go in one game because like they, they're really pushing like the Flash being like, the villain yeah. here when we yep. all know that it's the entire justice league so are they hiding all of the <laughs> other heroes in order to like surprise us in a way or is it primarily we're going to get to take down flash wonder woman and batman and then save another game for like superman and whatever other justice league members there are yeah i could see them putting them all in one game i could see them saying that the flash is like the first boss that you fight, right? Because yeah. out of all of them, I would consider him like the lowest tier of the Justice League. Um, so they could be hiding a lot of stuff, but I could also see them maybe letting you get through some of them and then saving Superman. Maybe you fight Superman at the end and then 
hold you over into another game where you're trying to take on just Superman. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you think about the Wonder Woman one, even though they didn't really show anything? I, you know, the thing is with these superhero games, I just don't know what to expect. Is it going to be a very simple third person like game? Is it going to be more like your God of War Kratos as Wonder Woman? I, I don't know really how this game's going to like go. I do have a feeling that like Wonder Woman with all of her tools could be a good could be a good like you know third person kratos type character with a story and the you know she she's one of the few superheroes that is kind of naive at least according to the first movie to like earth and the regular world for for a decent amount of it so she could have a lot of character development that actually means something uh and it'd still be interesting besides the fact that we know that she's like you know an overpowered goddess so (laughs) yeah i mean this is uh monolith who did the lord of the rings games um so i'm gonna assume open world they maybe they bring back the nemesis system somehow to tie it in to make it work for wonder woman um it seems like for the most part if you leave the avengers game out of it the superhero games have been getting a lot better so i mean i'm somewhat excited for this game i have it on my list i have like my not excited and excited list i have it on my excited list but again this one's probably extremely far off yeah and segue into one of the like more excited games yeah. i'm excited for is for spoken yeah uh that the trait like there is so little we know about the game still besides the fact that they've shown us like excuse me one or two trailers uh there's still so much i don't know and they still haven't really shown us how the game even works uh with all of like kind of the elemental bending powers you get to have so uh, the the more I see a Forspoken, the more interested that I become. And it's good to know that it's coming out May of next year. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's what the date was. Yeah, this one, like I've, I've had little to no interest so far on this game. But after this trailer, I moved it over to my excited to play list. Yeah. Um, it just looks like a good story driven game. The powers that they were showing off were kind of cool. A um, whole bunch of elemental. And she had one that almost looked like she had uh, like she was shooting bullets at some point. It was very weird. Um, but yeah, I'm super pumped for that game. And, and that's just, uh, that's just PS five, right? Yeah, it is exactly. Yeah. You got it. It's from squaring. It's from one of the square Enix studios as well. Okay. We then have a uh, Senua saga hellblade two, which they claimed was all in engine in gameplay. It wasn't a yeah. trailer or anything. So it's, it's really cinematic for what they're going for. I thought it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. I still need to finish the first game. But I am in I I want to see more or I just want the game to come out. We've seen like maybe five or six trailers, I think. Yeah, for this lot. game. And at the end of that trailer, we still don't have a release date for what for when this game is coming out. So it's, it's just a matter of like, OK, this game's been in development for a while and we we still don't have a date. So when is this ever coming out at this point? Yeah, Um it may not be as far along as we thought it was. Honestly, I thought it looked great. Um, the first game's good. I don't think it's like a great game, but I think it's good. Um, I mean, this is, I'm assuming probably another game that's going to be on game pass day one for Xbox maybe. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it'll be good. I don't think it's a, it's not like a God of war killer. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
we could go off of one of the ones I was most hyped for, which was getting to see more of Plague's Tale too. Yeah, Plague's Tale. Man, yep. That game, first game, we've talked about a bunch how good that is. But man, that trailer for the second one looks like they're taking what worked of the first one and just improving by leaps and bounds over there. Yeah, like the the first the first game like focused a lot on Hugo and like mm-hmm. his powers and everything. It seems like we're gonna focus on her and I forget her name. Me too. Uh, <laughs> Which is how it goes to show like how much the first one actually focuses on Hugo uh, for it. But yeah, um, I I am really excited for that game. And I've I even forgot there was the trailer until you just mentioned it. And I couldn't I couldn't imagine like, oh, wow. Yeah, I did actually forget that. That's a crazy Amicia? Is that her name? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Yeah, oh, that sounds so right, though. Um, Yeah, I thought it was I something that... that started with an E. Yeah, it could be. But yeah, anyway, I'm super pumped for that game. Super excited. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Halo TV show, I don't care for really right. there. We'll see. I think it's on Paramount Plus, which unfortunately I don't have. Um, another Elden Ring trailer. I wish they'd actually stop showing trailers. Uh, <laughs> the less we know about this game, the better. Yep. Uh, so that's why I'm I'm more along the lines of just just wait and see. We then have uh, Sonic Frontiers. Which, when the trailer first came up, I actually thought it was like we're doing another Sonic Adventure series. And this still could be that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonic Adventure, especially in the early two games, you kind of had an open world area, which this one has. And then you would get to certain parts and run around two different courses. So I'm hoping that's what this is, is that this is just kind of them rebranding it as a Sonic Frontiers game. You know, it's people have been wanting a good Sonic game for a while and people really miss, I guess, the Sonic adventure era. So I wonder if they're trying to go back to that and trying to invoke some sort of Sonic adventure, Sonic 06 type feels with it. And if it can pull it off, good, because when Sonic's good, it's they're fun. Yeah, I, I hope it is. I just have a hard time getting excited for Sonic games anymore. Yeah, um, I hope it's good. I just I don't know. I feel like I've played so many that have been either mediocre or terrible at this point that anytime I see a Sonic game that doesn't look like an original Sonic game, I'm just kind of like, eh, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, hopefully they can bring it back to form. There's nothing bad about having Sonic in good games again. Yeah, I agree. Is there any other ones? I don't think I had any more. So I wanted to talk about like Slitterhead. So <laughs> I, I tried to block that out of my head. Well, like the thing was, is I thought they were going to do Silent Hill because yeah. they were like leaning heavily. And yeah, then, Guillermo said Silent Hill at one point. Yeah. And I thought they were going to be like, OK, that's a little ominous, like for him to mention yep. that. And I, I I guess we just have to wait and see if that's mm-hmm. something they're still working on. But uh, like Slitterhead was interesting. Uh, I don't know what that game even is, but it definitely has this kind of creepy monster horror that. Um, Silent Hill does have in its games as well, but I was just so much hoping for uh, a, a Silent Hill. I don't even like like those games too much to be to be fair. Yeah. Like you know me, I'm not very much into horror, but I know how much the Silent Hill community has wanted a game. So I was kind of confused as to why they leaned so hard into oh this could be it to get something completely different. Um, don't I don't. My personal opinion, and again, our takes have been pretty cold recently, but 
I wouldn't rule out the fact that this might be Silent Hill. Um, that okay. we might we might be getting what Hideo did when Metal Gear Solid Five came out with Phantom Pain. Um, when they called it Phantom Pain, but it was actually Metal Gear. That whole like switch there. I would not be surprised if they're doing the same thing here because I don't know. Like the name is weird to me. Um, the premise is weird. I don't know. I just. I kind of got that feeling. I was like, okay, this might be what they're working on. And okay, I really don't have any desire to play this, but this could be all an elaborate hoax. And this may end up being, there's too many things that point towards it being Silent Hill, specifically him name dropping it, that I could see it being a Silent Hill down the road. Okay. All right. Hopefully it is for yep. the, for people. Yeah. Uh, with most of the announcements out of the way, uh, you'll f- feel free to let us know on it's on like uh, on the social media what you thought was maybe your favorite reveal. Mm-hmm. We maybe my expectations and our expectations were set too high. We did have Jeff Keighley coming in going, oh, there's like 40 game announcements. Yeah. <laughs> like we're going to have so many games. And it's like, well, then let's shoot for the stars here and see what we're what we were going to get out of it. It's just unfortunate that when we shot for the stars, we crashed really hard. Yeah, the, uh, because... the lack of big name games were missing from and, the show. And I could have swore that like Jeff Keighley or maybe it was just more the Internet hype saying something about a big Nintendo reveal. Mm-hmm. And then the huge Nintendo reveal was just a trailer saying here are the games coming out. It wasn't like anything new with Breath of the Wild, nothing new with Cur- with the new Kirby game, nothing new with Splatoon. So... When I saw that trailer, I was like, wait, was that like the Nintendo thing they were talking about? And it turns out, I guess that's what it was. And yeah. that's what really sucks about that situation is the fact that in in this particular Game Awards, you know, we really only got a trailer, I think, for Horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't really see much from Xbox's first party studios, if I remember correctly. And we got an Elden Ring trailer. So two of the big games coming out in February, that's really the only thing we got from like major AAA titles from What the about game Persona Wars. though? Okay. You know, I did <laughs> that it, Persona uh, fighting game. You know, when that was the first announcement, I was yep. thinking like, oh, this is interesting Persona. Is it like a Persona 6 or Persona 5 to PC, knowing how yeah. well Persona 4 did? But no, it's just the fighting game. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Man, I I know many people were upset the fact that it wasn't like some sort of port to PC or a trailer for the next Persona game. So, yeah, I I understand people's heartbreak with that, but uh, it turns out a lot of like people were heartbroken over the announcements for this uh, for the Game Awards. Yeah. All right, let's you ready to talk about the winners, winners and losers? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we might as well just jump into the hottest topic here yeah. with game of the year yeah going to it takes two and the craziest thing was that they finally give like the award to i think his name is yosef Mm -hmm. and he got 15 seconds to no i think like five seconds to say something and then they had to cut and they didn't trust him this time (laughs) yeah i guess but it's it's so weird like with all that and I know they might have been afraid that he was going to say something or mm-hmm. or something like that. But the fact that they they were not bound to live TV scheduling, like there, it wasn't like there was something going on afterward, um, like some other program that was before it was being streamed live. So the fact that 
they gave him five seconds for a game that, yes, like is really good. And he probably deserved a moment to thank his team for it or thanks individuals. He didn't get that. They just got a he he just got a, you know, thanks for the support. And then they would they cut. They were out. Yeah. So it it's a strange one. It takes two is a great game and it, it deserves it. I've got no problem with it winning it. It was just a surprise. Yeah, that it won, considering I, all of the games it went against. I have to imagine it was just they were unsure what he was going to say because of his past record of being kind of reckless when you put a microphone in front of him. I feel like that has to be part of it. But you got to give the guy more time to thank everybody who spent a lot of time to make this game good. Um, it, it was definitely not the greatest way to handle it. But he didn't seem too upset. No, I think they told him. I, th- I had yeah. a feeling they told him like, hey, uh, or I had a feeling wh- whoever got the Game of the Award announcement, they were like, hey, we're running late. Whoever wins like needs to say yeah. it and end it. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know how it was. I don't know how like they just cut him off. It still kind of surprises me to that. Mm-hmm. But some of the other uh, some of the other games that we that we saw here were, you know, best game direction goes to Deathloop. Yep. Find by me. Best narrative goes to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm glad that game won something. Yep. The narrative is that good. I really enjoyed it. I, I thought Life is Strange True Colors was going to actually get that one. I was surprised to see Marvel uh, get that in the end. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't expect Guardians to win anything, so it was a happy surprise for sure. Yeah, the one thing I think it was in. Oh, no, it got it was in Best Score in Music, but that yep. went to Nier. Yep. Go near, go near replicant. The music's good in there. It's- I was sitting there watching that, the best score, and I was like, they, you know, they name them all. I'm like, oh, it's got to be Guardians. And I went, hold up, I see Near in there. Near's definitely winning. It's not even, a, it's not even a choice at that point. <laughs> they're they're good tracks to bop to. As much as like Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's like, I don't know, the, all those movies, all that music is copyrighted in yeah. a lot of ways. Uh, so I have a feeling it's kind of hard for them to give that award when a lot of like. Uh, it, when everybody, when every other like cyberpunk death loop and the artful escape, especially the, the artful escape was like music created by other people, not so much bands and that kind of thing. So yeah. I was, I was glad to see that near won it, but I also would have loved to have seen like artful escape or cyberpunk, maybe get it. Cyberpunk's music's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Do you have, do you have any rewards you specifically want to go over? No, the only one that, was the game of the year one. That's the one that caught me off guard. Everything else was kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Par for the course for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, best indie and best debut indie with Kina. Uh, yeah. Bridge Still Spirits. haven't played it, but I'm sure it deserves it. Yeah. It's, it's good on them. Best VR game, Resident Evil four. That was no surprise to literally yep. anybody. Um, best action game, Returnal. Returnal didn't get a, yep. Returnal didn't get a lot, but it was, it did get something. Metroid Dread with best action and adventure game. Yeah, I, I hold just, a grudge against that. <laughs> I could see that, you know, yeah. um, I was really surprised that Resident Evil Village, like, yes, the voice actress for uh, Lady Demistru won yep. something. But to see that game not win anything, despite yeah, kind of a bummer. Every, yeah, despite every, how big it was in March, I feel like Ed, it, it would have won something had it come out later in the year. And that's yep. not fair to that's not fair to that game. It definitely lost a lot of its steam because of when it came out. I think if this would have came out in like October, Halloween time, like this would have like cleaned up. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Best RPG Tales of Arise. You know, makes sense. Yep. 
I was surprised to see that best sim strategy game went to Age of Empires 4. I really thought they should have given it to Inscription with everything that that game has done. Mm -hmm. uh, Inscription is really good. Um, I've started to play a little bit of it, so I'm I'm definitely uh, for that game a lot more. And then other than that, a lot of other smaller um, stuff. And most anticipated game went to Elden Ring, which. Yep. I of course. <laughs> I I don't understand where all the hype is coming from for this game. To be honest, like because it's a I, Souls like game. Yeah, but like no other Souls game got this much hype. Not everybody, you know. It's it's weird for a game yeah. to be getting this much hype, and it's probably because it has George R. R. Martin's name attached to it, and it's a Breath of the Wild Soulsborne game. It's I don't know. It's it's weird, and. We'll have to see if it lives up to the expectations yeah. of many at this point. But for the most part, that's going to be it for, you know, that specific uh, the Game Awards type news. Did you have anything you wanted to go over in other news categories? No, I, I threw everything into the Game Awards. That was kind of the whole week for me. The only thing I wanted to mention then from news is the Cowboy Bebop after one season has been canceled. <laughs> yeah. uh, it really sucks. For someone like me who enjoyed what that show was, yes, it has issues, but um, I guess I don't know. It's it's hard because one like they didn't really promote this show at all. Netflix mm -hmm. like it got buried underneath Arcane and Tiger King season two and all of the other stuff they were putting out there. So people had to like manually look for it. So probably the watch numbers aren't good for it. And then on top of it, all of the Internet's outrage with everything that yep. happened with uh, Cowboy Bebop season one. You know, it's it, it's a show, not anything to write home about, but I definitely feel like they probably could have maybe taken the feedback and done something better with season two. And we we aren't going to see that, unfortunately. So, yeah, you were it seems like one of the few who enjoyed it the whole way through. Um, I just like I read a lot of people be like, yeah, the first episode was good. But then after that, it was wasn't that great. So yeah. I guess I wasn't like super surprised it got canceled already. Um, it'd be interesting to see like how many people actually watched the whole season and not just like the first episode or two. Uh, but also to kind of tie into that, too, I did just see that the writer and I forget her name did just uh, pass away oh. either today or yesterday, I believe. Oh, she was OK. Like, she was like 51, I think. Um, so that's kind of a bummer as well. But yeah, I mean. It would have been cool to see them try another season to see if they could figure it out. I didn't watch any of it, but I don't have any attachment to Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. So, yeah, and I I actually can't remember if we talked about this last week. Uh, did we talk about like the Spider Verse uh, having the, announced the trailer? Yeah, the trailer. No, we didn't. Kind of came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, but that <laughs> but that's pretty big, like movie mm -hmm. announcement. The fact that we're they're working on part one and two. Yeah. Uh, simultaneously here for it. Uh, the biggest probably animated movie to come out in years yep. uh, into the Spider-Verse is getting a sequel for part one and two. And it looks really good. Uh, I like that. It looks like they're changing up the animation style, depending on which multiverse I guess he's in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a chance that we get to see, you know, uh, an animated Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Uh, Spider-Man in this sort of movie. And if it's two parts, it's going to be pretty well connected, I think. Yeah. So I am probably like the, one of the movies I'm most excited, probably the most excited movie that I am for next year right now is uh, Into the Spider-Verse Part 2. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. 
I'll be super pumped to go see that. And we got Spider-Man this week. Yeah. Did, uh, are you going to be seeing it, uh, this week? Did you get tickets? Uh, I did not. Um, so I'll probably wait until like next week or something. I don't know if I, I don't know if I try to see it the weekend. Yeah. I might try. It depends. I haven't checked locally to see if stuff's still available. I thought about maybe trying like a Sunday at noon when it may not be as busy, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Us living in a college town, a lot of the uh, a lot of the kids, at least, or college mm-hmm. students, will be leaving uh, by the end of the week with finals. Yep. So we hopefully we have some sort of benefit there. But it is Spider Man. These theaters are going to be nuts. Oh yeah. For for it, and and then I'm interested to see the COVID spike if there uh-huh. is one with the uh, with the movie theaters. Then so uh, with a week off, we have a little bit of games that we played. I would say kind of quite a few, yeah. And I I ended up playing the Matrix Awakens tech demo, yep. Solar Ash and Halo Infinite campaign. <laughs> we finally, okay. finally have more impressions on that. But what did you end up playing? Craig? So I played a whole lot of Halo. Um, I did play the Matrix uh, tech demo. If I guess that's what we call it. Um, I started House of Ashes, which is a dark pictures anthology game. And then I played, I'm not done, but I played a whole bunch of Inscription as well. Oh, perfect. Like a so, whole bunch. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to start with the game I guess I have the least to say about, which is Matrix Awakens Tech yeah, Demo. It's a good start. This is directly tied to the Game Awards. Uh, this tech demo for Unreal Engine 5 was teased. At the end of the show, and it's they were told it's available now on next gen consoles. So, any PC players with like a new 3090 graphics card, too bad you don't yep. you don't get to have it. It was funny with all of my friends who have PCs and none of like the next gen consoles to be like, oh, I get to try it. See you guys later, and then <laughs> left and went to play this. The game doesn't offer much. It's mm-hmm. very cinematic. It looks very very good. Is what I, is what I'll say. Um. Outside of like the cinematic that they're doing uh, in the beginning of after that, all you really do is take control of a female character. I have no idea what her name is. And you drive around the city and there are like these little plaques that will give you more about how the game is being run and how Unreal Engine 5 is processing everything. I think it looks really good, but the driving does not feel great mm-hmm. uh, in in that and instead, I thought when they said fly, I thought I was actually going to fly. <laughs> yeah, that's not the case. Nope. Uh, flying would make this much easier and I would be more inclined to go and explore the world if it was just something where I just got up in the air and flew. But the driving is pretty, pretty rough. I, I yep. wasn't a very big fan of the driving at all. Uh, it looks like a real city. It's I know they said it was based off of San Francisco and Chicago. That they based, uh, that's what one of the plaques said, at least. Uh, but the future of gaming looks very cinematic and looks like it'll be a lot of fun to explore. I just, it's too early to tell what this is going to do for the next generation of gaming. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I didn't get too upset that the driving was bad and like the flying around was bad. Cause I mean, this is all just trying to show, at least what I thought was them trying to show what an open world game could look like maybe a couple of years down the road or something like that. And if that's where we're headed, like that made me excited just to kind of drive around that city and be like, man, the amount of people, the amount of cars, 
how detailed the environments are, even down to like looking in the windows of buildings and yeah. seeing like the the rooms were, you know, at least from what I could tell, didn't look like they were just like a flat picture. It looked like yeah. they had put some detail into the rooms. Um, it looked really, really cool. Uh, it's not a, a game, so you can't really like judge it as a game. It's just a tech demo. But if we can pull that off, it kind of reminded me of like the promise when Watch Dogs first came out. Yeah. And they're like, this is what next gen games are going to look like. And it came out and it was not the case. This kind of reminded me of like, okay, we might be getting to that point with Unreal Engine 5 where we can make games with a densely populated city of people and cars and be almost, not quite, almost photorealistic, getting there. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, there is one sign that like turns it into nighttime, and mm -hmm. you can see how the how well the light reflects and how well it changes like the color and shadows and lighting. That was the most impressive part of the demo for me. Like mm -hmm. when it went to nighttime, and like certain like walls or certain like cityscapes had windows lit, lit and dimmed, and you could see the difference between that. Uh, the water, like it, it, it was an impressive tech demo to say the least. But that's that's really all I really have to say about it. Yeah, you just can't stress enough that like getting a game to run and look this good, like we're years away from that. <laughs> this Probably, isn't something yeah. that's going to come out next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, when's when's the when do you think we'll see the first game like running fully on uh, Unreal, Engine, Unreal 5? Engine 5? Yeah, I don't think it's anything that's in development now. So I don't know, maybe two or three years. Four I was going to say, yeah. I'm either thinking 2024 or 2023, depending on. Yeah. Whether or not this tech demo is already in the hands of one studio and once right. it finally goes final, they go, OK, here's a game that we're that's fully built in it. I would say. I mean, again, our takes are cold, right? So, oh, yeah, they're the coldest I, they've ever been. I have no like I have nothing to lose here. I'm going to say the first game we see open world using this is going to be GTA six. OK, I like that. I, like I feel that like guess. that makes the most sense, right? Because. Yeah. That game's still what two or three years away, or five. Yeah, uh, depending on <laughs> yeah, de depending on it all. Uh, and because our takes are so cold, I'm gonna say uh, it's gonna be Half Life Three. Okay. Oh man, ten years down the road, then twenty yeah, years exactly. <laughs> but at least we know that this kind of tech can run on next gen consoles, which is nice. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to go into uh, inscription then? Let's do it. How much did you play so far? I got through the first part. Okay, uh, so Act 1, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I've gotten through Act 1. Okay. I will say I'm probably like 20 to 25 hours in at this point. Okay. But I'm on, if you classify them into Acts, I'm on Act uh, 3. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was on the first Act for probably a good 10 to 15 hours. I was struggling. I was really struggling to get through that. Um, until I kind of figured out and had the right run, you know? Yeah. Um, I will say that that first act, like the initial you playing that game, I was hooked like immediately. I didn't think I would be in a card game, but I was like, man, I really enjoy what it's doing. Um, I enjoy like the run based style of it. Mm -hmm. um, I just had a lot of fun with it, but I was getting to the point because you hear all the hype about this game and how it's like, oh man, it does all this crazy stuff that I hadn't gotten past the first act yet. And I'm like, okay, where's this crazy stuff? Because I'm not seeing anything yet. Like it's literally just a card game that I have to have a good run and get through like four bosses. 
and I have not seen anything. And now where I'm at, like I'm starting to see it. Yeah. But it's still not like crazy, crazy for me yet. So I don't know how many acts there are. I think there's quite a few. Uh, but and I still haven't looked anything up because I don't want to be spoiled. But it's like this and Halo are the two games. That I'm like, I need to get finished before the end of the year. And then I kind of got distracted because Halo came out. But I do want to go back and finish Inscription. But what do you think? Yeah, uh, with, with Act One that when I finished it, I really liked what it's what it's done. Like, yeah, the card game is easy and simple enough that it doesn't scare you off. Like, that's mm-hmm. the problem I have with like card games now is especially new ones where you don't know the rules established already. They want you to like take, it feels like a three hour tutorial in order to understand it. Like for, and and the same can be said with like Witcher and like Gwent Mm -hmm. is like a a card game that I didn't care to fully understand or enjoy. Uh, So, and it goes on and on and on with like card games and and whatnot, but that was easy enough to understand. And the fact that, and it's not a really spoiler in any way, but like, the fact that you get to create your own card really adds your own flavor into it and really can, you really start to have a personal connection to these cards because, you know, you have your deck and then you have other cards that you get to name and control. So like the fact that it does that, that they're early in the game kind of builds that uh, attachment to these cards that you have. And then as you go through, you only start to gather more and get more uh, with it. The game is just so strange that it also gets you in a in a weird way. And to, to be fair, like inscription so far, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I am excited to get farther. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of, you know, where there's a, there's so many games to play and get. Exactly. Play. Yep. That was like I was playing this game every day, every night. This was the only game I was playing um, and I was trying to get through that first act. And then I finally did. Then it starts getting a little weird. Like this game is just has a creepy, weird tone to it. Yeah, um, it does. And then you get past that first act and it just starts getting very weird. Um, and almost like. Like, I don't want to give anything away. Maybe when we get to, you know, we record our game of the year stuff, but we can yeah. get into details. But it gets kind of like almost like found footage creepy. Um, and then it just completely changes the way you play it. And then act three again, I'm like, okay, now we're changing again. And then I was at the point where I had just been like going at this game for every day, every night, just like at least a couple hours every night. And I was like, I need to play something else. I need a break. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, I want to see where this goes, but I just needed a break. So that's why Halo worked for me. But I do think I'll probably go back and finish it. Hopefully this week. I'm hoping I can get through it. Well, with that transition, we'll we'll jump right into Halo and I'll talk about Solar Ash last uh how how many hours do you think you've put into halo so far um i mean i've been literally doing everything like all the all the side stuff uh probably maybe eight or nine hours i'm about the same i'm about the same maybe seven okay if if i'm if i'm really feeling on the low side i think i've done not counting like the first two missions that you're forced into yeah. Once you get to the open world, I think I've done like three of the main missions of the main storylines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. And the and I think I'm only playing on regular difficulty. I'm not sure if that's heroic or if that's the one or if heroics one after what I'm doing. 
but the gameplay is fun enough and varied enough between like what I'm facing, whether it's grunts or brutes or uh, elites, that I'm enjoying the little bit of traveling, fighting, and and freeing, whether it's soldiers or destroying fuel depots, uh, that it, it's been fun so far. The the it's confusing <laughs> to, yeah. to say the least uh i had to watch like uh, a um a video in order to get me caught up as to why where we're at is where we're at right now with mm-hmm. with halo because you know there's this new cortana thing called the weapon what is the weapon why is the weapon who is the weapon <laughs> and then yeah. you have master chief who was just stuck in cryo for for a while and dropped off into the void. And then like the story itself is kind of a mess. Like Mm -hmm. right now, I I get that they're trying to get everything to kind of cohesively come together because as long as they can do that, this Halo Infinite game is like the reboot of a, you know, another 10 year franchise we're looking at with Halo. So I think they've hidden every department here, the gameplay and the graphics like this game looks spectacular and shooting all of these guns and picking up new guns is a fun time to explore and figure out the the only issue is that I'm having so far is like figuring out like this story and why things are what's going on for for most of it at the point. Um, Yeah, I kind of I've always played Halo games with the story as the secondary because it's one of those games that's almost impossible to follow what they're going for because they just have so many things. You have the Harbinger and you have the flood and you have the covenant. And then I forget what they're calling the covenant at the moment right now, but like all these different factions that you kind of have to keep track of. Then you have Cortana and you have the weapon and then you have the, uh, um, I'm blanking on Halsey. Yeah. Yep. Halsey. And then you have the little cube, um, that I'm blanking on as well. But like, yeah, the story for Halo has always just been like, okay, what for me, at least I'm just like, all right, whatever. I'm just here to play the game. Um, I think the grappling hook works very, very well. It's super satisfying. Um, it's so satisfying for me that I don't even take vehicles anywhere. I just like zip line myself up mountains yeah, and stuff. Yep. It's so much fun. Um, I had a, a moment near the beginning where you like come out of, where you've just been like going down corridors and then it throws you out into the halo ring and you just kind of look around and it's the same thing that I think everybody got when they played breath of the wild, where I just kind of looked and I was like, everything I see, I can literally go there. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, like, that's cool. It's not anything new because obviously breath of the wild did that, but it kind of made me think like, man, why haven't we been doing open world for halo all along? Because it, it just works well. Yeah. Um, and it was the thing when I first started the game, I was like, I don't know if I really want open world Halo. I kind of enjoy just the every mission, just keep going, but it works. And like, there's no load screens really very, very seldomly. So you're just like walking somewhere and then you go into somewhere. I'm like, oh, now I'm on a main mission and it just goes right to a cutscene, and then you're good to go. Uh, but yeah, I think it's been the extra time they took to polish it helped. Um, we'll see how it ends to see if it ends up on my list, I think it probably will for the year, unless it's just like so confusing that I hate it. But <laughs> I, I mean, I've been having a blast. I don't 
it'll be interesting to see if I stick with doing everything or if I get to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do the main stuff to get this done. Yeah, I'm um, wondering when I hit that point, too, because yeah. like in games, I'll always start off trying to do everything. But then at some mm-hmm. point, it's just like, OK, like I've I've spent enough time yeah. with this game and I'm eventually like you do enough of the side stuff that you become this overpowered machine mm-hmm. that everything else just becomes easy. And if you want to have a little bit of difficulty in your game and a lot of these like open world type ones, you have to not do everything and save some stuff for post game so that you can yeah. come back. And take those things down and have a little bit more to play without it being this easy game that, you know, is, you know, you're just bursting around everywhere with. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, I haven't been looking for everything. Like when you go into an area and it tells you how many collectibles are in the area. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. I'm not wasting my time with that. Um, but I think the side mission stuff helps that it's stuff that you can do in like a minute or less sometimes. Like, all right, I'm going to go save these Marines in 30 seconds and then I'm off to the next thing. I'm zip lining out of here as they try to follow me. Um, but yeah, I, I've been having a ton of fun. Um, the multiplayer is good. I think this is a, a solid contender for top 10 of the year. Yeah, I think so too. Halo Infinite has really surprised me with everything it's been doing so far and how well it's working. Just overall, like mm-hmm. the, the forerunner like sequence when you go to retrieve the weapon is really pretty and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the bright lights, the dark corridors, like the vibrant blue laser bridges and everything like that. I was really surprised with how much I actually enjoyed that section of the game. Uh, the music is also classic Halo. It's 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 really good. Like you could you could listen to Halo Infinite uh, soundtrack in the background yep. of doing stuff and it would it would feel pretty good. Uh, I, I do want to say like the what's really been surprising me is the chemistry between the weapon and and master chief yep. like the weapon is still her name for me i don't know when it changes <laughs> like she's this really fun and quirky like ai like she makes these quips and master chief bounces right back at him while some of them are just like i can't believe he just said that yep. you know type of quip back at uh, back at her it's it's this it's this different feel because master chief is this super serious doing, you know, like the I'm the invincible soldier, like no one can stop me sort of character. And the weapon provides us this little bit of like a little bit of soft comedy in a way where she's just like she breaks that mold enough for me to keep me interested in the narrative between these two. And it's it's enough for me to, you know, want to want to like hear what she has to say instead of her just being an annoying AI that I want to throw out. So I, that's something to be said that they really pull off the chemistry between these two very well. Yeah. I mean, I, the moment that I just had today was the, uh, like the flying enemies. Okay. Um, I don't yeah. Know if you did that yet and she calls them skimmers and he's like, Oh, is that what we're going to call them? And she's like, well, I was going to call them flying monkeys. And then master chief's like, we'll go with skimmers. Like, it's just that kind of like, back and forth that's pretty cool it works well plus the enemies are hilarious if you listen to them um did you have did you come across the the little grunt who's like humming the halo theme song yes i have oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah like just the when you sneak up on them and hear them you can like sit there and listen to them talking is hilarious yeah like some like some of the stuff because you mentioned one so i have to mention like the one point where they're talking about the one elite that like tortures people yeah. And she goes, 
and according to the database, he's not very pleasant. And then well, Chief goes, well, neither am I. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God, I can't yep. believe you said that. But like, all right, like it, it's funny. Yeah, he's just he's like this super serious person that makes a little quip. It's <laughs> it's enough to be like, oh, it's enough to get me to smile and be like, all right, Chief, let's yep. let's keep playing. Yeah. But um, Halo Infinite, like I- I'm. It sucks that this wasn't a launch title because yeah. Xbox definitely needed it. But them polishing it, I think we're seeing that the time that they put into it was worth it. Um, especially considering how good the game looks. Yeah. Because even and and I'll talk about these two things here with Halo Infinite, like I'm not really getting a lot of pop-ups in texture or waiting for things to load, like it's all really seamless. Where in the tech demo for The Matrix Awakens, um, this new, you know, engine that's supposed to be crazy. Like when you're walking down the street, signs will literally pop up right in front of you mm-hmm. and you'll be waiting. You sometimes have to wait for like a texture to load. You don't necessarily have to wait, but it will just take time for it to load. So I think we're seeing that the Halo Infinite team at 343 really took a good time to to polish everything to make it, you know, this even a quadruple A or five star triple A game that three four three knew that Halo Infinite needed to be. Yeah. It's fun and I enjoy it. And I'm um I'm glad I'm playing it on a Series X because I haven't had any problems with frame rate, haven't yep. had any problems with the controls or anything like that, where I have a friend playing Halo Infinite on a computer and he said the moment it, it went to open world, he was only getting like sixty frames a second. And it was and yeah, 60 frames is what we like or what we have on console, but it's still, you know, it still is good that I haven't suffered any frame drops or anything like that through the game. It's very soundly made. Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, again, this is probably going to make me have to reshuffle what I thought was my locked in top 10 for the year. Uh, But it's nice that after this year, specifically the latter half of this year, that you can now hold up the xbox and be like the game pass is phenomenal right but like you have now halo and forza as like these are the games you want a series x for and to finally have that now even though you still can't really find the consoles like it's about time that we've got to that point where it'd be like why do i want an xbox well obviously halo and and uh forza whereas ps5 has had games for a while now Um, so it's nice to have have both consoles have exclusives that are must plays yeah, I agree. Halo Infinite's worth it. Like, I even, despite the fact that it's on uh, Game Pass, I still have the physical edition <laughs> just because it, it's Halo. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's what defined a shooter genre in a lot of ways. So it's it, it's a big title to have. And I'm and I'm glad that it's living up to all the hype. Yeah, that, agreed th- that it's been forced on upon because, God, if this game failed, it would have been a disaster for agreed for them. I expected uh, the, it to, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, you know, like the only really thing it's missing is co-op. I really wish co-op would have been yep. available at launch here. Uh, yeah, and I did notice when you press the pause menu and you go to end game, it says ends end session for all players. So it's kind of like, are you really that close to having co-op that, you know, maybe we couldn't just have it a month later or something like that? Instead, we have to wait till much later. Like maybe it was an issue. Day. Maybe it was an issue of like they could have shipped it with co-op, but they were having problems. So in order to protect the experience, maybe they go, all right, it's just single player for now. Um, yeah. 
the problem is though is i would love to play this campaign co-op like both of us together but once i beat this game and co-op comes out i don't know if i'm gonna want to go back and play it again maybe i do maybe legendary is what i want to do but i think it would be so much fun co-op yeah i agree and yeah we have to see what it ends up being here with with how they integrate co-op and cross progression when it comes to the campaign yeah agreed and then I'll just talk about it's pretty quick with Solar Ash, kind of one of my most uh, hyped games, I thought, for uh, 2021 here. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. I enjoy it. It's like this. It's a very light combat game, but it's mostly kind of a platform free running game where uh, you, you know, you play as this void runner and your goal is to f- turn on this black hole eating device to save your planet. Uh, and that's what the whole game's going through is kind of grinding, defeating enemies and then beating kind of a shadow of Colossus type boss, but they really don't deserve that title because yes, they're bigger than you are and they're pretty elaborately detailed, but it's not like this multi, it's not like a really creative fight, like how shadow of the Colossus, uh, bosses are. And with it, I read a lot about this game and I do have to agree that Solar Ash is just it, it it's just all right for me. It's very stylistic and pretty with bright colors, but uh the whole like the suit collecting I'm not into. The platforming can be and the camera can be very annoying to deal with when trying to jump to a specific area and then or your character overshoots where you wanted them to land and then you have to f- then you fall down like a couple stories and have to restart. So they're there are points of the game that I'm frustrated with, but I do plan on finishing it because, it, you know, the bosses are pretty, pretty well detailed and fun and the game looks pretty. And much like what other people want, I hope that maybe the Sonic Frontiers game that's coming out maybe is a little bit like Solar Ash. Um, with Solar Ash definitely isn't as fast as like Sonic games tend to be, but there is an element of speed and rail grinding and like platforming that you have to do that I think Solar Ash does a lot better than recent Sonic games. So that's something to be said there if you're a Sonic fan. If you're looking for something like it, it's not as fast, but Solar Ash is pretty good with it. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of people say that they were kind of disappointed with this game. Maybe not as good as they hoped it to be. I hadn't really heard too much about it, but the... uh the whole like grinding aspect sounded kind of cool to me. Yeah. And you know, the, the Sonic portion of the game is fun, Mm -hmm. but the combat can definitely be a little frustrating. And the, the trailers of these big gargantuan bosses just turn out to be this sort of free riding, like beat the clock thing instead of something maybe more unique, uh, that, that people were looking for, but it's, it, it, it's it's an okay game regardless i still plan on playing it i wouldn't put it even as okay i put it as a good game it's a good okay game. cool uh just real quick house of ashes um dark pictures anthology it's another one of those um yeah. i was i was all into it playing it and then i started playing inscription and then halo so it, <laughs> it, it got pushed it got i pushed do think badly yeah I do think I'll finish it. I was trying to finish it before end of the year here so I could decide if it belonged on the list. There's a potential that maybe it does, but I don't know if I'm going to get to it before then. So it might end up being a game that I push till like early next year and, and kind of get through. Um, but yeah, it's definitely more the same different story. You're in like Iraq during the uh, 
early 2000s. Um, and there's some sort of monster creatures going on there, but, uh, it's, it's fine. It's another one of those. So I don't really need to say too much about it. If you like the other two, you'll enjoy this one. All right, cool. And that's going to be it for games this week for watch. I'm going to be honest. I didn't really watch too much, you know, with, with these games coming out. Uh, what I will say is I did watch Jojo's bizarre adventure part six from Netflix, the anime that came out. Uh, it's I, I like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and it is a fun and it's a fun, bizarre adventure that I enjoyed watching from beginning to end. It's it, I don't know what there is to say that hasn't been said about Jojo's, but I like the classical like band references that I get that I enjoy and I enjoy the storyline because it's like something kind of bombastic and weird that I don't get to see in like other television. So it's it's good. Definitely watch it if you like anime. OK. Um, I watched two and one we've already talked about, but I did finish Arcane that ended up finishing well. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Looking forward to season two. Don't really have to say too much about that. Yeah. Um, and then I watched True Story on Netflix, which is Kevin Hart's, I guess you'll call it a series. Um, it's like seven episodes. First one's about an hour and then all the other ones are about a half hour. Uh, it has to do with, I mean, it's as close to Kevin Hart the person as it can be without actually calling himself Kevin. Uh, he calls himself okay. the, the kid in the show. Um, but it has to do with, he is a comedian slash actor. Sounds familiar. Um, who's going back home. <laughs> it's going back home to Philadelphia um, to do a two shows. Um, the first night he's there, he goes out and parties. He wakes up in the morning and the girl who's in his bed is dead. Um, and it kind of spirals out of control from there. Yeah, no It's kidding. very crazy. Um, it goes a lot of interesting places. Uh, and I was at the point where like you get to the end and I kind of sat there and because he keeps it so close to him as a actual person, right? Like it's, you get to the end and you're like, are you trying to confess to something, Kevin Hart? Like what, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, I thought it was very, very good. It kept me entertained the whole time. Yeah. It's just weird. I'm like, is he, confessing to having a dead girl in his, his bed what what are we where are we going with this um but he does a great job acting in a serious role here um his brother is fantastic he's played by wesley snipes um and i would highly recommend it i mean you can get through this in a, a day or two it's very quick to get through and man it's it, it's wild it takes you on a wild ride so yeah i would definitely recommend true story to everybody go check it out it's on netflix cool all right. Was there anything else that uh, that you went through? Nope. It was just those two. All right. Too many then. games. <laughs> yeah. Too many, too many games, but also it's the right time for it to end as yep. we start to close down on the 2022 uh, or to start to look forward to 2022 and close on the games for 2021. Yeah. Uh, we took a break last week because Craig and I have a new recording schedule and we're also trying to work on trying to get game of the year stuff done. So we'll look forward to that because it's going to be out New Year's Day, as we've done for the past two years. So Mm -hmm. look, look forward to that. And pretty much just from there, if you guys are, you know, like the podcast, please make sure to share it. We're on uh, all social media platforms with Instagram, uh, Twitter and Facebook. If you're interested in getting in contact, if you'd like to email us, we do have an email at high sensitivity podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I am considering streaming again. 
uh, now that the sports season has slowed down <laughs> tremendously, I don't have to worry about college football too much anymore. Yeah. So uh, you might see a sudden surge in our uh, Twitch Twitch channel. So if you feel the need, it's high sensitivity gaming on Twitch. If you feel the need to do it, I may move it to YouTube with all the issues Twitch has been having. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for the support as we continue to edit and continue to find our groove here with uh, the podcast. It's It's been a lot of fun so far, so I'm just glad we're we're still doing it. But with that, we'll see you guys next time. See you later. Thank you.